Howdy, my name is Mark. Her name's Grace. And uh, we're here with the Real Marriage Podcast, and we have a special four episodes dealing with largely sex in marriage. And Grace, you picked uh, four questions that came in, and uh, you tell me, and we'll jump into whatever the first question is. Okay, first question is, how do you reconcile and maintain physical closeness in marriage when there's the emotional distance? Is it possible for a woman to be physically, sexually intimate if she's not emotionally connected to her husband? Um, it's possible, but it's probably not actual sexual connectedness. It's more of an act out of obligation or just, you know, kind of trying to pretend um, it's important for a wife to feel the emotional connection. Mm -hmm. So that's the number one thing to try and figure out. So you recognize that there's emotional distance. That's good. Now you got to ask a few more questions to keep dialing it down to why is there emotional distance? What's underneath the emotional distance? Is there unforgiveness, bitterness? Is there resentment? Is there something that you're hiding is there something that you're just not wanting to talk about you're afraid it's, it's going to blow up in discussion find out what's underneath the emotional distance pray together so that you can start to talk about that and figure out what that is and uh and that's where it's hard it's hard to answer questions without sitting down Context. with the couple yes so like what is causing the emotional distance like grace said is it you know, one of you travels a lot for work, so you're not together. Or is one of you in the military and you're on a deployment? Uh, did you just have a just have a baby and now mm -hmm. you're overwhelmed and exhausted? Um, you know, is there a lot of stress and pressure at work? Uh, is there some trauma from the past that's unhealed? Is um, is it a season where the two of you are just kind of worn out and exhausted? Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, what what is going on? And what I would ask is, you know have the conversation about the conversation not when you're upset with it yeah other. usually what happens is we jump into these conversations and you're like you know hey i want to have sex well i don't want to have sex with you because you drive me crazy <laughs> like okay fire up the carnival music you know yeah, pop the popcorn and watch the circus come to town and and so instead it's like hey we need to have a conversation but to have the conversation, we need to have a conversation about how we're going to have the conversation. Yes. Set some guidelines. And so rather than, hey, I'm super frustrated with you and uh, you're driving me crazy again. And, um, you know, how come the sex isn't great? That's mm -hmm. probably what they've tried and failed at. It's good to sit down with your spouse and say, uh, Here, here's what I want to do. I want to have a conversation about how to have the conversation. So when do you want to have the conversation about how to have the conversation? Well, and frame it in a positive way. I want to have a conversation about how to build closeness and intimacy in our marriage. And I want to help figure out where I can contribute or where I don't contribute to that. And we can talk about how we both do that and don't do that so that we can grow. So, so draw your spouse yes. in by like, okay, here's what I would like. I'd like to be closer and have better sex. Yes. Um, and hopefully they respond and say, that let's sounds, talk now. That, let's, yeah, <laughs> that sounds better than what we're doing right now. And so I'd like to be closer and have better sex. And I'd like to have a conversation about how we can set the parameters to have that conversation in a reasonable way to where we don't go into our usual defensiveness or ruts or explosiveness. So can you think and pray about when you would like to have that conversation, uh, where you would like to have that conversation, how I could best prepare for that conversation. 
And then what it allows is the two of you to say, okay, um, you know, when am I ready? Because some people are like, I'm so frustrated, I want to talk about it right now. Well, if it makes it worse and not yeah. better, it's probably better to wait until you can have a good conversation than just have a bad conversation. And that might be, well, okay, let's take two weeks and let's we're each going to read this book or we're going to you know, go meet with this pastor or memorize this section of scripture. What are we going to do to prepare? How do we be praying for each other? How do we be praying together? How do we journal out? Here are the things that I, I, I need you to hear and understand. And then come into that discussion prepared. Yeah, you're talking about being intentional. Yeah. And that right there, I know for a woman, at least most women that I know, a husband being intentional and coming to want to have that conversation and wanting to prepare for that conversation and wanting to be present for that conversation, that's intentional. That actually builds trust mm -hmm. and safety for that conversation to happen for a woman. Well, and then, you know, it might be like, hey, we're going to go away for a weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we got kids, somebody's going to watch the kids. And where would you like to go? What sounds like a quiet, safe place? And it may even be then that we don't have a conversation, but we have a couple of days Absolutely. to let the conversation breathe. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we're tired or we are getting along and we just want to go do something fun or if we're a little hurt, need to take a break from the conversation, it gives the conversation room to breathe. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes what happens is we, we need to have a longer conversation but we don't have time for it. So we, we sort of rush in, right. have a little bit of a conflict or a disappointment, and then it's bedtime, the kids are home from school, got to go back to work. And so um, I'm always the guy who's big about having the conversation about how and when to have the conversation. And that allows you to also have a conversation with God. Right. Okay, God, what do you want me to say? What should I not say? What do I need to own and apologize yep, for? Mm -hmm. What do I need to just forgive and mm -hmm. not bring up again? Uh, what are the things that uh, that I need to say, journal out? And I'm, I'm, I always carry a journal everywhere I go. And, and I like to prepare for all of my conversations. And we didn't it, always do it that way. We usually just reacted in the moment from the front of our brain and the emotions we didn't always take that time. Mm -hmm. And so if you're in that habit of not taking that time, which most couples are in that bad habit, in that rut, then start to create a new habit. Start to really consider each other in this way. And it's great. I mean, the, when you journal and are really intentional about those conversations, yeah. I mean, I can't remember when it doesn't go well versus when we just have them off the top of our emotions, it usually does not go well. well I didn't know we'd go here, but like, so I'm the guy, I write everything down because I don't want to live on my phone. And I find people who keep lists and notes on their phone, they're not in sin, but they might be. <laughs> uh, because ultimately, you then spend too much time on your phone and there's too many apps and texts and calls and emails and disruptions and distractions. And so for me, I kind of use this as my backup brain. Mm -hmm. And so there's a whole section for you. There's a section for the kids. There's a section for Trinity Church. There's a section for real faith. But then it literally is, rather than just when I'm annoyed or frustrated or something comes to mind and I'm dumping it on you or someone else, um, I write down, here's, you know, I kind of keep a list. Yeah. And uh, here's things to pray for them about. Here's things to get for them, do for them, things that I'm learning. I like to keep a record of not wrongs, but, <laughs> um, but but things that are important and people that matter. And so like there's a whole section in here, like last night we were talking and here's the whole section on 
home reset. So <laughs> I'm happy to report we cleaned our garage yesterday and did not file for divorce. Yep. Um, I think that's the time when couples do. Yeah, they I find know. out it's bulk trash week and they're like, let's do the garage. Now let's get divorced. Yeah, it was just <laughs> terrible. But I, so I had to write down like, I got to get shelves. I got to get a shed. I got to get a toolbox. Like these are the things that I need to yeah. do. And even you, you then, you can know if you wrote them down, he's probably going to do them. If I don't write them down, then you got to keep telling me. Right. And then it sounds like maybe you're nagging me. So I'm trying to make it a little bit easier. But there's a whole section in here. And it is when we have our sync meeting or we have our date, these are the different things that I want to talk to you about. Or I need to process with you. Or we need to resolve or we need to plan for. And I think a lot of times what happens in life we have annoyances and frustrations, but we don't have a clear pathway mm -hmm. to deal with them. And you think about it in marriage, like at some point every you know day or week, you got to take the trash out. Like stuff accumulates and you know, you have a waste paper basket and you have a garbage can and you take it out. And what happens in our marriage, we just sort of let it sort of collect mm -hmm. all over the marriage and we don't have a place to collect it and a process by which to take it out. And that's what I think oftentimes leads to the lack distance. of emotional closeness and it contributes to the emotional distance. You're yeah. like, well, it, oftentimes it's not a big thing, it's a thousand little things right. and they just keep stacking and adding up. And so whatever that is, what is your process for collecting? Here's what I need to pray about. Mm -hmm. Here's what I need to prepare for. Uh, here's how I need to uh, you know, apologize to my spouse. Here's the issues I need to go through with my spouse. And if both of you are doing that, you're going to keep shorter accounts. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of that too is um, love language, understanding each other's love language. So for you, planning and being intentional in those ways is when I participate in that, you feel more loved. You feel more ready for whatever conversations or activities that you want to do together. Whereas I'm not a planner. And so I don't feel loved by that but I need to be able to love you in that way. And so part of that discovering the emotional distance and connectedness, part of that is understanding each other's love languages. Like, do you, are you more um, feel loved by time together, touch, talk, gifts? How do you, as each other individually, feel loved by the other person? And maybe you feel like you're just pouring out all this time or all these gifts mm -hmm. and you're loving the person. You should feel emotional closeness and you don't. Um, figure out maybe you're not connecting with them just because of that as well. So there's all these. Well, sometimes seasons of life change as well. Mm -hmm. So you feel close in one season and then yep. the season changes. Yeah. You're like, well, it was great. We used to just hang out, but then we had kids. Now we need to be intentional with our yes. time together. It can't just, it's not going to be as spontaneous. It's going to need to be intentional. It may be, you know, we had similar schedules and so life was pretty mm -hmm. great. And now our work schedules have shifted and and now we need to architect that. And so what I find is, and maybe this is a good place to close, a lot of people work in their life and they don't work on their life. Correct. And a lot of people would never move into a home that was not architected mm -hmm. and designed, but they live in a life that's not architected and designed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, my opinion, that lack of emotional closeness is simply you haven't architected your life so that you can be close, get that time together and connect and care for one another. And if that's the case, it's probably best to not just keep working in it, but mm -hmm. to pull back and to work on it and say, okay, okay, how do we structure life? How do we do schedule? When do we meet? When do we organize? When do we go on a date? Like, you know, yeah. what is our bedtime routine? Like, what does our life look like? Because I think part of the myth in our culture is, 
that uh, people just fall in love and it just happens. Yeah. And to stay in love, it takes a lot of intentionality and effort. But we would encourage you, pray, think through what you would want to say and invite that person that you are married to to have a conversation that is positive. How do we have better sex and be closer? Mm -hmm. And when and where and how would you be willing to have that conversation? And then how are we going to prepare to have it so that it gets off to the best possible start? Yep, absolutely. You want to pray for him? Yep. Dear Lord, thank you that we get to have this conversation, that we get to have this question, um, and that you can come into this question and you can give wisdom. I pray for wisdom for these couples that are listening, that they would um, have a desire to have close marriages, and that when it doesn't feel close, that they would have a desire to dig deeper and figure that out and not just give up or not just say, yeah, I guess we're not close. Lord, help us. Help us love each other well and help us to um, stay married to the person that we uh, are committed to and have a covenant with and do life together in an enjoyable way and not just endure it in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.